0: welcome to the yeshiva shalmayla this is david lichtenstein this week we'll be speaking about the role of women in society how it's changed over the last years and how our halachic view of them has changed as well i'll give you a few examples 100 years ago 50 years ago the concept of bas mitzvah barely existed came ramoishe said from the reform Here's uh, here's ravesheber saloveitchik he said it came from the christians
1: used to be years ago he said it's your heart because they picked it up from the Catholics that they have confirmation for the girls.
0: Today, practically every girl has a bas mitzvah. You know, the level of how. Exorbitant it is, is depends on where you are in society, but everybody has a bas mitzvah. What's changed? In the workforce, the Rambam famously writes that a woman's place is at home. She should leave her home maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, and that's it. Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah who's Ashkenazi in Heaven Ezra Hayin Gimel quotes the Rambam part of the Rambam. He says a woman's place is to stay bezavis besa, not to leave the house. Today, let's face it, women workforces full of them: teachers, OT, PT, shop work in stores, accountants, lawyers, etc. Most of the men in the world are supported by their wives who are working. What happened to the Shulchan Aruch? What happened to the concept of k'ol k'voda bas in another area, Yoyat Zaisal Lacha, Yoyat in Eretz Yisrael, We're going to be speaking to Rabbitsin Chana Hankin. She uh, was married to Rav Hankin, the Bnei Banim from Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda Hankin, as the Chanel of Racha. Her grandfather was, uh, was Rabbi Leo Hankin, great Paisik in America. Rabbi Shah held he was the Paisik in America, uh, who, who has an institute, Nishmas, that they train women to be Yoyat Zotal they paskin, women's shylos. She said the women, Lord Halchazanida, they go through the Gemaris, the Suggist, Rishonim. She said they fielded 350,000 Shailas. Here's what, for, a line from Rabbi Zaninkin.
2: Would you believe we have gotten more than 350,000 questions via our um, telephone hotline and our website...
0: And then we're going to have Hagoyin, Rab the Roshiva of Rabbi hanan the Rav of the Oyu. There is nobody listening. Nobody who hasn't eaten based on the hashir of uh, the P'sak of Rab Hershel because there's no hashir in the world that that can live without the Oyu.
3: I, I was told by younger rabbanim who
1: were involved in uh, schools with Balabatim that some of the out in America made major mistakes. Lahokel unfortunately, unfortunately, and him their aisa not misread, misunderstood
0: the I've asked numerous times, this program is not for Bahram. This program pre assumes a certain amount of uh a certain amount of understanding or learning, a certain amount of maturity. And it's not for Bahram who are beginning their holy journey in, in Tyra, hopefully they'll become Talmudia in one day. So please I ask that Bahram do not listen to the program and um, it's it's just everything has an age. A- and it's not for your age. But before we go to our program, we get some very interesting calls from our listeners. Here's a call from a listener who was talking about, we were talking about step-parents walking down. Who walks down, the the natural parents or the step-parents? Here's somebody who, whose uh, wife, you know, grew up with her stepfather, what he has to say about it.
4: Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm a big fan. I you know, listen to every single podcast I travel a lot. Um, I wanted to point out, uh, you had a comment in there about, uh, a father, let's say the strange father, or father that's maybe not, as my might say, i a girl, and walking down, uh, walking down the ha you think your stepfather, uh, you know, and things like that. Uh, and you mentioned that, you know, stepfather raised you all these years, and there's a certain amount of a curse, that's the father you know, that's very, very true. Um, my wife lost her father when she was five years old. In a very unfortunate uh, situation, uh, he was uh, he was struggling, and uh, you know with, with mitzvahs, and he was struggling with many things, and he lost his life, And she was raised by her mother, and her stepfather it was a tremendous, tremendous person. Um, and uh, I just want to tell you that nothing's like a father. Uh, it's just, you really, there is no substitute for a father, and it's something that uh, people struggle with their whole lives if they don't have weren't raised by their father, even though uh, there may have been issues. So it's not as simple as, as saying this is a curse. I tell you, something like stepfather, you know, there's a way I should have created the world. And uh, there's a reason why you switch Shiva for a father and not for a stepfather, and I understand it. You know, there's a, there's a bond. There's a solution system behind That's something nobody could replace. Uh, I just wanted to point that out, um, our experience. But tremendous fans. Keep it up. Uh, absolutely love the show.
5: Thank you.
0: The step follows on. Abatzatata comes snished. Now here's a listener that said something. Listen, fabulous from Reb Barun and Reb Katla. Listen to this.
5: Uh, recently, you had uh, a program on Chasna Halachas and Menagem. Uh, I thought that I would uh, tell you about a, a very interesting story which happened which happened with Reb Aaron Saloveitchik uh, a number of years ago. Uh, I think it happened in the early nineteen fifties. Um, uh, a, a certain couple in the Bronx had a son and uh, they gave up the son when he was born and another couple took the son in and adopted them and, and raised the son. Some 20 years later, the boy became a chassan and, and the parents who raised him wanted to walk him down to the chuppah. The biological parents said that they wanted to walk him down to the chuppah. So they brought the child to Ivan Soloveitchek. Raban Soloveitchek that the parents who raised the son are the ones that are entitled to walk in Nam Tadachop. And he based it on a Medjush Rabbah, which is in uh, Medjush Rabbah in Shmos, Parsha Dalet. I'll read you what it says. It says, It says, When Hashem said to Moshe Rabbein, I'm going to send it to power, so Moshe Rabbein said, I can't. Because Yeshua took me in into his house, and I'm to him like a son. Anyone who opens up his door to his friend is chayv to him. And then it says blow out, and here's the point: blow out. Anyone who opens his door for his friend chayv me over the de'immo. He's chayv in the covered more than the father and the mother. So based on this, Medesh Rabu, which is again in Parsh spouse uh, Shmos, Rabban um, Paskin, that the parents who raise the son are the ones who have a right to walk it down to the Khoba. So the biological parents were furious. They said, what kind of rabbi are you? You don't know how to pass on a Shiloh. We want to take the Shiloh to Raban Kotla. So Raban Zalvecik said, very good. Take it to Raban Kotla, because he'll pass, obviously, he'll pass on so I went to Raban Kotla. Raban Kotla said Raban Zalvecik was correct. So uh, that's authority. thought. I thought you might want to know about this, because you mentioned this question in the program Chasna Halachas
0: That's right. The stepfather is Kilo Yoldei. He said that the step the parents walked them down, and not the natural parents. She was my haragasha. Fascinating. Now, here's a caller who was very upset. We had Rabbi Shiller last week, and here's a caller who was very upset about something he said.
6: after listening to himself, so, um, my heart was just basically bleeding. You brought up Mr. Rabbi Shiller, supposedly in a mechamach. He said... Got a low grade on I don't know how you could have kept quiet
2: when he said that.
0: So I called up Rabbi Schiller, your Machanach, for, I don't know, decades and decades, and I asked him the question. Here was his response.
3: During our conversation, you said that you believe that sometimes it's good to embarrass boys in public to get mm-hmm. them to accomplish what you said. in mm-hmm. It was like a sense right. of outrage like right? the you hear about people who were embarrassed in public and they went off right. the terrace and this and that I know you're an expert Lahana, so please explain that.
6: <laughs> right. Um, well first of all obviously if we look towards uh, Hazal and so sort of the traditions of mankind, um, traditionally students were, were hit, students were criticized. So I think that it is the assumptions of the past um, what is it, 30, 40, 50 years that have to uh, withstand the test of, of objective reality. And would we would we claim that the softer approach? has yielded better results than the approach up till 40 50 years ago i mean public school kids were were hit in new york city schools and so i think post-world war ii so uh, I, I i'm not sure that what is claimed for the softer approach which is that kids will be kinder and kids will accomplish more and kids will study more and be better behaved i'm not so sure that it has withstood the test of the past 50 years objectively. Now, when you say uh, embarrassing public, I mean, there are many different levels of embarrassing public, and I would precondition that upon having established the sense that you care having established the sense that you'll do things for them and work with them and go the extra mile for them, well, then I think, you know, when the kid puts down his his head in class, you can yell. (laughs) But um, it has to be, there's a story I can tell you on this, that um, I think that uh, they asked uh, Jerry Kramer after the instant replay game, what's it like playing from a body? And he said, well, we, we feel we're like, King, with King Arthur and the Round Table, where we the Knights of King Arthur at the Round Table, but and the was certainly embarrassing players in public, but they knew his underlying love. So I think you must establish the underlying love. Once that's done, you can call somebody out for uh, for doing something wrong or for uh, not applying himself.
3: Do you believe that the, the modern way of bringing up children uh, of has say right. Today, right. if a Rebbe in class and Yeshiva hit a boy, parents would probably call the police on him. Uh, it was certainly
6: created what's your opinion yes. on that? Again, I, I'm I'm gonna go again to the um objective reality. Um I, I think we would all agree that much more was accomplished academically. In the old system, if you would compare A, a reasons exam that uh, My parents took in the 1930s To reasons exams today You would see that the entire system In terms of objective demands Has just about collapsed The combination of bizarre curves To raise grades and the easiness Of the exams, so I think in terms of Academic success, certainly the old System worked more. In terms of creating Respectful students, I think again The old system worked it worked better was, was it possible to have abuses in that system? Yes, it was possible. Is it possible to have similar abuses in this system? Uh, certainly. But I think across the board, in terms of producing middles, in terms of producing kindliness to one another, in terms of academic achievement, I think the old system was better. Now, again, with understanding, with restraint, not with mishegats, but I think overall, there's there's no question that the, uh, the old system was better. When I was in public school in the 1950s, uh, hitting was already forbidden, but I think there was one Case where a boy uh, spit on a girl in the second grade or third grade. He was he, several times he spit at her. So Miss Diamond, some she man, my memory be blessed. She took him and she washed out his mouth with soap. And her excuse to the principal was that she hadn't hit him. So um, again, was that other other ways? But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't spit the girl again. Oh. When
3: you hear speakers like Y.Y. Jacobson, a dear friend of mine, talk about the all love, all love, all love we're
6: maybe overdoing it. Yeah, first of all, I'm going to register my respect and, and friendship with Wiley Jacobson also, but I am going to descend from that approach. And that the approach, I, I, I heard recently someone told me, no matter what, you have to have this unconditional love no matter what. And I said, well, is that a means to an end or is it an end in itself? And the person wasn't quite sure. I would say primarily, whatever you do must be a means to an end, to produce a, an Elchi, the Balmiddus, a Talmud Chachem, it's a means to an end. Now again, is there a Mila to just having friendly relations? Maybe, but it's part of an overall question of uh, of what are our goals and how do we achieve them? So I think I would dissent with that love conquers all notion. And again, I was a Rebbe for many, many years. And uh, again, I, I was strict in terms of graves. I didn't fluff their gra- grades, I, I, I woke them up if they put their heads down. But on the other hand, I think, uh, again, I don't want to be pretentious, but I think there's a very well-liked Rebbe. And the same thing when I coached. Because if they know that you care, well, then you can discipline if they know you care. So this love is the only response to everything. I think it produces a lack of demands in terms of learning. I think it produces a lack of needless and a lack of respect. That's my opinion.
3: Mayor, thank you very much for
6: calling. Clar- okay. Cultural I
0: think this would make a good program at a later date. Are we bringing up our, our children with zeidina, you know, with silk gloves, with papyrin? Are we not, are we, you know, the concept of has sort of disappeared. Are today's children better? That's, that's an interesting topic. Before we go to our program, I just want to give everybody a short, just an overview of the, the concept. The Gemara in a number of places cites the Pasek in Tillam. Kul Kfuda Bas Pneema. Princess... It's, it's very private, it's sort of privileged and private. The Gemara Yuvama says that Ammon and Ma'av are were allowed to marry Jews. It says Ammon is mayavim and because it wasn't the dzerach of an Isha to be Yetzal and Why? Because of the concept of kol kfudabas The question is, do we pass in kol kfudabas or not? So it's Machlekes mm-hmm. the Mari Bruna in uh, Kufmen Bez. He says, no, Kol Kfutabas Panima is a, is a minority opinion. And he brings a rai, he says, the Gemara in Gittin says that if a wife is capable of supporting herself, her husband can say, you have to support yourself and I don't have to support you. I, the Gemara, he asks, kol bas belach Panima. So the Yomar says, no, we we, we don't hold of Chokfud Abbas Belach and a woman is allowed to work and is obligated to work if she can. So that's how the Marie Bruna Poskins, he says, Chokfud Bas Belach is a minority opinion, but the Achsav Saifa argues, and Achsav Saifa famously says that, uh, one of his psaquimates, he says, that women do not light Hanukkah candles because a woman should not she says, Hanukkah candles will lit usually in front of the house, and a woman should not be leaving her house to light the candles in front of the house. The Rambam in Hilchas in Perakut Gimel, Halacha Yud Aleph, says that a woman should not leave the house, right? In the Pisgim, they say, why else? That's the Halacha. And and the, the Shulchan Aruch says this as well. The Torah says, the the, the, the Rima in Ayin Gimel says basically, Isha leh sargelats mulatsi Right, so we have a machloy apaiskim. Do we hold of kakfutabas melech panima? Or don't we hold of kakfutabas melech panima? And again, the Shamsaifer basically says, because of that, a woman should not light Hanukkah candles because she shouldn't be out of the house. Rav Vosner says, a woman is not allowed to drive. He says, driving, he says, is the polar opposite of Kokfudabas melech panima. Rav Leza Waldenberg, the Tzitzel Yezer, says says women should not teach he was against women teachers raf cook right said women should not vote because the street a she agreed with him he says woman should not be outside her house should not teach should not drive cars should not vote should not work this is the opinion of 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 quite a number of paiskim. however you see, in later days, it changed. Arach HaShulchan famously writes, he says, the, the, Shulchan, the Gemara says, a woman should not leave the house with the jewelry on Shabbos because you're afraid that in the Shosarabim she'll show, take off the jewelry to show it to her friend. So Arach HaShulchan says, How is it that all of women in the world wear jewelry today? What happens at the Shulchan Arach? So he says, The reason is, he says, In olden days, women never left the house. So on the rare occasion that they did, if they saw a friend, they would want to show them the jewelry. He says, But today, women are in the entire workforce, they're in the street. So, when they see a friend, they're not going to take off their jewelry. There's nothing unusual, there's nothing exciting about it. So, he's already commenting how kolgvudabas pelach panima seems hundred years ago in, in Russia, in the late 1800s, times are changing. He doesn't explain exactly why. Hereshul in today's program will give a very interesting reason as to what happened to the halacha, but we see clearly it's changed. Rebelia Klotzkin. he says the, uh, in Dvar in halacha, he says he was mater, women to be school teachers, which most of women, based on his psak, they talk not like Rav Waldenberg. Rev Waldenberg subsequently wrote a a and he said, it, "It seems that the the, the halacha does not apply nowadays. The halacha of the Shulchan Aruch. He says, in ancient times, a woman would not w- regularly walk in the streets and remain around, like the Rambam said. Therefore, meeting a woman walking behind her, there is the halacha. He looked isha. He said, would cause improper thoughts." He says, today it seems that the world has changed. And he brings a ride from the Lavush. The Lavush says that in a Sheva brachis, where men and women are seated next to each other, he says, you could say HaSimcha Bamo'ina, even though the Sefer says you shouldn't, because today there's no more Hiruri Avera, because people are used to seeing women in the streets. He, he cited a letter written to him by Rabbi agreeing with this. He says, Rabbi Shleim Hizalman wrote, it appears from the Shulchan Aruch's time it was not common for women to be in the streets. Because kolkfudabas melach panima. And he says, but he says, today it's just changed. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman just observes the reality without protesting, but he seems to accept that kolkfudabas melach panima is no longer practice. And Rabbi Yosef writes that uh, the famous Mishnah, altar he says, this was in their times, they never saw a woman because of and seeing a woman immediately brought improper thoughts to the heart. He says, that's not the case now, there's no more in room. And therefore, the Council of Altar Basicha is not in a gay either. He paid Paskins. And Menashe Klein wrote, he says, sadly... So, bottom line is, certainly in earlier times, Rambam, Shulchan Aruch, et etc., was, you know, was the rule, it seems to have been eroded. The question is how? Perish al-Shechta will address that during our conversation. This is just an overview of the, uh, of the different opinions. This is very relevant. People have secretaries at work. If you're, if you're a principal in a school, you have many women teachers, you're certainly going to be speaking to them. If you're in a shop, if you're PT, I mean, we can't avoid it. And the question is, one of the questions we're going to ask in this program is, how do we, how does klaus Yisrael, right, Amis, you know, klaus Yisrael, right, how does so many Kahila's Kedoshes sort of seem to, you know, have by-written, or over it, and this law of the Shulchan Aruch—that is going to be the topic of today's conversation with Agayin Raper Shachta. Let's go to our riddle of the week. Here's our first riddle, and it's sort of like a halacha. Kiyaduah as a machlekes Yerushalmi and the Bavli. Yerushalmi says, "Reb Rabbi Bar Kiriav, Reb Leiza saw Araynei Stei saw." People were bringing up, you know, coffins from Chutz to Eretz Yisrael to be buried. Harazasim, Haramanuchas, Bechemesh. Pick your favorite spot. So, Rav Kiryu said, Trebbleza, why are they doing this? They're making Eretz Yisrael into a graveyard. He says, they're coming to basically turn Eretz Yisrael into a large graveyard. And by the way, based on this, Rav Hankin would say, don't bring the Mesim up to Eretz Yisrael. You lived in Chetzlar, let's bring it there. And uh, and the Bavli Kiyadu argues, right? Uh, the Zoira Kaddish, by the way, in Achrei, says like the Yerushalmi, but the Bavli in Maid Cotton says that you're allowed to bring the Mesim up and look in the Rambam and Shulchan Aruch and Peschei Shuva and Shinsamach Gimels of Cotton Base, etc. But it's a disagreement, according to the Yerushalmi, that you're not supposed to. That it's also Lahalis mesim l'kifur beret Yisrael, right? How did, My, how did Yosef ask that they should bring him up to Kfur in Eretz Yisrael? And the same thing, his brothers, the Shvatim. I mean, he said, Bishlam, his brothers, the Shvatim, they lived their whole life in Eretz Yisrael. They were just visiting Mitzrayim. But he, I mean, he most of his life, he was in Chutz and he was happily in Chutz Why? What right did he have to ask, according to this Yerushalmi, that... Uh, that's the question on Yisav Atzadik. Sort of a little bit Negeya, because so many people we've spoken about in the past. We had programs. they literally go into debt for the k'fura of a, of a loved one in Eretz Yisrael. We said, Why do you me like desire, etc. a paiskem. You're not supposed to. If Sternbach struggles with it. But we're asking Lagabi we'll Yisav, how could he do it? That's our first riddle. And here's our second riddle. This is a Gemara. The Gemara in Yum of and says they said sa, Na Pesha. Three different Lashonis of Mechilas. So the says, Mikan Shama Vakesh Mechila, La Yivakesh Eisei We learned that they asked three times, San Na Pesha Achecha. It seems they asked three times. But when did they ask it? After Yaakov died. They're, they're in Mitzrayim for almost two decades. And at the end they say, son Na Pesha Shulchan Aruch says very clearly. Shulchan Aruch teaches us derech Adam shapaga b'chaveray arachayim tash tafresh v'avalof. By Yom Kippur, Erev Yom Kippur, don't let a year pass without asking mechila. Somebody you offended somebody, don't let the year pass. Every before Yom Kippur, make sure a year should not pass without asking mechila. How did they wait seventeen years to ask him for mechila? And when they already did. They did it under the most awkward circumstances. Their fathers died, so their protector, the way they saw it, is gone. Now they see themselves as dangerous, so they come running hat in hand. Like, how does that stem with the concept of you pay gay with somebody? Ask them a That is the second riddle of the week. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, that's the country code, three. 011 70250. And Eretz Yisrael it's uh 02372-0304. Of the week. Let's go to our fabulous guests.
1: Joining us from New York is Agoyin Haravar Parashal Shesta, Rosh Hashiva Rabitin Okonan, he's also the Parthic of the OU. Welcome, Rosh Hashiva. Thank you. I have a question. The Rama in Evan Ezra, I Gimel, he's based on the Rambam. The Rambam writes, G'nai'u Isha shithi'a yaitu ta'amid, pa'am b'chut, pa'am b'r'cha'ivay, yesh, l'mo'ya ishtai mi'zev, lo'ya nishan Pam Right? And based on that, the Ramah and as the Ayn Gimalala says, Malot A woman should sit in the corner of her house. It doesn't seem that today's women follow this Ramah. even by the Gazilum, even by the you know, the most errors of people, the wives go out, they work, they support their husbands. Why not, you yeah? Yeah, why they don't follow this, Ramon? This is, uh, sneers a lot of times is societal. but certain aspects depend on the society. Certain aspects of sneers so you have to draw a line. Let's say she read a nudist colony and everyone's walking around undressed. So you can't say it's societal, and that's okay. So there's certain, you have to draw a line. Certain things are absolutely a violation of sneers so and other things depend on the society. So, um, we should try to limit it as much as possible. Sneus has different aspects to it. Snias means to lead one's life bit sinner. There's a medrash that says that the Luchas salted shaltadah ma'in hara, the Gemara has that because they were given with great fanfare. The Kölos were broken. The whole world heard that when Ma'in hara was taking place. So that's why it hara was sholed and they were broken. And Luchas we in the Bittina, and Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, and Shabene came down from Hasinai. And therefore there was a line, all the, the Marish, and the same, like, yoth, and the the so what does it got to do with Sneers? means to do things in the as much as possible. Because it is a kill, and there. The the there. He hides all the time. He does such a good job at hiding. that so many people that don't even believe that he's there, that he's even hiding. He hides so well. And he we were all created that and we were instructed to do whatever we can to preserve that So part of preserving the is to lead a life of, uh, of it's near, to do everything that So some things they have to do with Let's say I'm a rabbi, I'm always speaking in public. So I'm, I'm compromising on my pneus. You have no choice. Someone has to be the Rosh HaMem Someone You have to have policemen. You have to have uh, chazanim. the Shreya So it's bad enough that the men have to compromise on that That's what the uh, Tzifrei has a comment on the post. That whenever possible, you should avoid appointing a woman to a position of the, of the, of the men. If she's to expect of the whip. So this uh, not going out of the house. That's an extreme form of tznius. To lead a life very much uh, that's in it. And today we don't uh, live up to that style. I have uh, uh, I have six daughters, and some of my daughters, all my daughters work, and some of the daughters do the work from home. They 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 don't go into an office. They do all the work from home. That's uh, ideal. That's beautiful. So That's uh, there are certain aspects of science that we draw line. We say it's a violation of science, whatever the society is doing. But this aspect is societal, so this will make a lot of non-generation. What about L'mashal, the of al People have secretaries, they're women. Are they and al or is that also societal? Sicha means sicha betela, which not necessary. If he carries on a long conversation with his secretary how to raise children and about the Trump and about the news and about what's going on in the world, that's sicha. But if he talks to his secretary about the things that are important for the business, how to make the appointments and so on, so that's not sicha. That's necessary. Sicha means sicha What about going, you know, walking behind the woman on the street? Is that the or is that also... Uh, or, or that? i been trying to yeah. What other What other halachas beside this din in the Rambam of not to leave the house, which would which would mean not to earn not to earn a living, not to get a job, not to teach. What other halachas me it's would you say as societal? I think they quote from Epsman's Almanoibach about uh, walking behind a woman. That today that is it's considered uh, gentlemanly to let the woman go first. You so even though if the woman is going to walk first. You're going to be walking behind her. He thought that that was just dire. So similar to what the Levush write. I think the quote to the Sefer Hasidim says that if you have mixed seating by a Sheli that you can't stay because the Shekhinah will not be there, because they have mixed seating, not uh, preachers. So I think the Lavush writes in the Cheva Gavinez, uh, the Lerush writes that Lerush lived a long time ago, in the late 1600s, I think the early 1600s. So the Lerush writes that uh, to us, today we don't follow that. We have an exceeding, and we do say, Shasim do that's uh, societal, society. I think they call some Son And He said that if it's expected that uh, a boy's on a date though, with his wife, and it's expected, according to the Nemus of the Medina, that the women go first, so he should, that he should have the women go first. Because to walk the eyed women is also that, uh, in a certain sense, it's societal. it depends how the woman is dressed. If the woman is not dressed properly, then it's a real issue. Not just, uh, to me, it's worse than that. But uh, here in America, in New York, I live in New York, the women uh, are just like in the jungle. They're without any clothes at all in the summertime. It's a big problem. Making the best sir, and Moshu was very against it. Today, yeah. one the, I think these days, everybody makes it. What's uh um thoughts about that? They told me, I never heard this myself. They told me that Absolventia used to be years ago, Eich he said it's your heart, because they picked it up from the Catholics that they have confirmation for the girls, and they have it in the temple. Just like by the other or just like by the Christians, but so he said you're not allowed to have the basmids in the shul uh, and the davening in the middle of that. You're not allowed to have it. Now, i thought not giving the girl only here just uh, to have her confirm, just to uh, have a pledge that she's not a the on mitzvah. He said that's an imitation of the Christians, and that's Abesrayer Abesrayer Tiyahin Woyah. Uh, but today we don't have that. We don't have a consummation. Have a a certain the didn't think it's a Sudeh And Chacham wrote that by the Sridum, it's a bigger Sudeh by the girl than it is, by the boys. The boys, it's noticeable because they to get all these and they count them for the minion and they like, filling. And by the girls, nothing is noticeable. So there it's uh, more necessary, more important that you should have a party. So Chacham writes, I think, it's true that he thinks that, uh, he, he claims that by the the heck, uh, a fancier party by the girls, by than by the boys. he thinks that it is a Sudeh Smith. Yeah, today it's not the way it's not not uh, I don't think it's any longer an imitation of the of the Catholics. Not the way it used to be. Relation rights if he wrote it was an imitation of the reformer, By sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is a problem also. I <laughs> mean <laughs> <laughs> Not to imitate uh, the Jews who adopt the Christian. Just like the Jewish meaning, the Jewish meaning. Yeah. But I do yeah, the, the, of the way that we do do it, no? You have to try to make it as perfect as possible. So that, that won't be an imitation of the, neither of the Catholics nor of the, of the reform. By the reform, it's not, uh, it's not perfect at all. Women giving um writing articles on halacha and is that something new? Was it always so widespread? I think certainly not. Sure, it's a new thing. Some education for women, some education for women, that's a very recent thing. Is it that they didn't have that at Is it good cool? or a bad thing? Uh, it's both good and bad. It's good that uh, they're more observant, uh, maybe, than they used to be. The, if you don't know the Dinah can you be a doctor, you can't. But sometimes it's bad because instead of having a desire to raise their children, they have a desire to go learn in a the, the women control the future of the Jewish people. They have to raise their children as the Erashim, as Dr. Kim and Mitzvah. They're busy learning in a and, and studying and, and doing research and therapy. So who's going to raise the children? The husbands are running around making a parnoster. So the women have to raise. My wife raised all the nine children. She raised the children. I remember when they first introduced uh, a lot of Himara in Stern College, so some of the teachers wound up the students. So when they graduated college, they didn't know, what are they supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to get a shit and get married and raise your children. So they, they were learning in a kolelat over here and over there and graduate programs to study in And they uh, they got married very late because they were all confused. They didn't know what's saw or by okay. Lamite. what's their role in life with the river. They're supposed to be raising the next generation. Um, Women giving had and and in shilas. You call them yoyefes halacha. What's In America, they have a program, but uh, I'm not familiar with the Israelis program. In America, they don't, uh, they say that Aaron Lichtenstein approved it. But then they told them he thought he's approving that the women present the Shilas and the Yanni Taras HaMishpacha to women who are experts. And then they present the Shilas to men who know the Dina. He was stunned to hear that they're not asking the Shabbos to the men. The women are not on their own. So he said he never approved that. And after so I say that they do ask him, a man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that a, a woman, even if she studied every Shach and Taz, and needed the Shach and the Taz is written in Rabbinic Hebrew. It's not Hebrew, and it's not Aranaic. It's a third language. Even if you hold the Rosh board that's quoted in the Shulchanach, even if you hold the Raman, it's half in English and half in Hebrew, so it's not kosher, because there's no hemself from one language to the other. Some say from one script to the other. We always have a printed Kthubah, and then we fill in the names and the dates. We fill in the city, we fill it in in script. But the rest of the two is in block letters. And then we fill it in in script. So some say, just like there's no hampshire from one alphabet to the other, there's no hampshire from these two alphabets. So They're also different, even though that's an olive. That's an olive. But this is a, an olive in script, and that's an olive, printed in block letters. But anyway, so the Ramamayana there's no hampshire from, from one language to the other. So the Boy has a shirah, ra- every get. Is a get to status of, after get to Hebrew, after get to Aramaic. So I think it's a whole in of that, and quote that the Rashbah that Rabbinic Hebrew is a third language. There's Hebrew, and there's Aramaic, and there's Rabbinic Hebrew. So Rabbinic Hebrew, if you don't know Gemara, if you don't know a lot of Gemara, you won't be able to understand what the Shach and the Taz are talking about. They're using Malitzas, they're using expressions that appear in the Gemara. So in Europe, the women who spoke Yiddish, was it an Achiminer? They knew part of Yiddish was the Gemara of the Shinus, but in America the women don't speak Yiddish; they speak English. A lot of women they don't understand a word of Yiddish. The men don't know Yiddish, so they don't know these. They, the they don't know the vocabulary. So how can they understand the Shacharitot if they haven't been learning Gemara for so many years? I, 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 I was told by younger rabbis who were involved in uh, schools in Balabatim that some of the yeshivot in America made major mistakes. Lahakel, unfortunately, didn't Dinim Beraisa. Because so they not mis- misread, they misunderstood the shas and the tazos, and they don't present the shas to anybody else. They pass it on their own. And then they once had a public uh, presentation in one of the shuls in the New York area. That one of the yotzah talacher was uh, speaking in public in a shul, and then they planted so the rabbanim planted a question from the audience: if someone would ask you a shaila about fasting on Yom Kippur, not the Lords of tazos hamishpacha. Would you answer? So the, so the woman said, sure, she would answer." Yeah, but she was not. She wasn't approved to pascan on that. I mean, they, they already decided they can pascan on everything. They know everything. Strictly speaking, women who know how to learn are can pascan in shul. You look in the back of the Gemara brochas. Have the Marble Talmud there. So they have, uh, on the side of the page, they have from some mahrin alikot of Mara uh, the issues that are a little bit touched on in the about So he quotes in the Mara there that there's a Tosefta somewhere in Tara's a brewery, a mayor, used to disagree with the Chachamim sometimes on certain issues, and we posken like Bruria. We posken like the woman against all the other kind of like. Yeah, a woman can posken Zailas if the woman knows the being. A man should not posken... It, unless he you knows the dinam also. But the women, are, 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 they're not regular in the Gemara and How can they know the dinim if they just read the Shulchan aruch? Unless they study through all the Gemaras and they you know the whole background. You can even if you're learning the who tries to give you background. If you don't know the Lashon Gemara, you don't know what the Mishnambura is talking about. The Mishnambura uses the Lashayas on the Gemara. I'm, I'm not too thrilled about the Yalitra. I think that's a big mistake. The Rabbonim, I'm not a practicing rabbi. Practicing rabbis say that it takes away from their ability to help the balabatim in other areas. If they if they don't ask the Rabbonim to Silas and Taref HaMishpache, then the rabbi doesn't know the full picture of the family, so he may give the wrong them on a different issue because he's not familiar with the, the entire picture. What else is going on in the time? What are the difficulties that it has? The bunch the practicing rabbis, think that it's a, a disaster yes, in Europe. I mean, a lot of the women felt uncomfortable to ask the rabbi. So they would ask the rabbi's wife, and the rabbi's wife would ask her husband, Mishael. they would ask the Diamond's wife, and the wife would ask the Diamond. So they say over a story that... Uh, The members of the board of Brisk had a meeting, and they decided that it's not right. They pay Rav Khaim's salary, and he doesn't pass in any shilas. All the shilas are taken care of by the dying in the city. So that's not right. The rabbi gets and says he should pass in also. So they decided Rav has to take it upon himself to pass in some of the shilas. Then they had a shilas. Who's going to notify Rav about this decision of the members of the board? So some of the Balabatsum said they're going to tell him the good news. said, it went to up Chaim, so he said, okay, he'll take, he'll take care of Shalos Notchim, Taras and Tracis, he'll work on these. So the first woman came to Mrs. Soloveitchik after they announced it, so the first woman came, they used to go to the Dain's wife, and the Dain's wife would tell her husband to Shiloh, so the woman wouldn't be embarrassed to talk to the rabbi directly. And then the dying would tell his wife what the dinner is and the wife would tell uh, the wife would tell uh, the Malabasa what to dinner. So the first woman after this uh, change in policy, the first woman went to ever since she has the drive. So she asked her husband to drive. The husband said, It depends. What she's standing, what she's sitting, that she, she had pain, what she holding it in, was it this? Was it with Aggroshe? Without Aggroshe, have to interview the woman in person. She has to come here. I can't. You can't pass Kanishad a long distance without meeting the woman. Have to ask questions in person. So the woman came, and she was dead embarrassed. And then she told all the other women, go back to the old system. Don't go to Rav go to the to There's the dying's wife and in Chile. Says. And then the Chaim the accepted also that he's going to pass kind of Hulchus Traces. So the Shalem Hokus Traces, so the butcher, brought uh, Shalem to Raphaim, said so he's waiting for a psaac. So Rappheim said, well, give me a chance. But don't expect me to give an answer on the spot. Come back, uh, come back later. So he came back in an hour. So Rav said, I can't figure out a psaac in an hour. I need, I need more time. That so he came back later. Still, he didn't have a psak. So, someone jokingly told the, the, the butcher, instead of waiting till the Chaim was on a house to give a psak. send a telegram to the Mahasham and describe what the Shaila is. And the Mahasham will give you a psak. So, he did that. So, he sent the telegram to the Mahasham and he described what the Shaila was. And the was Jesus. So, the Mahasham sent back a telegram. That's the way the story goes. Sham sent back a telegram. The Pimogadim says that it's Mutta, so that's Talach, it's Mutta. But there's a little difficulty at so the for the Imam would appear not like the Pimogadim. But he has a that the Pimogadim says Mutta is Mutta. So he went for the telegram to Chaim. To tell him that he doesn't have to break his head anymore. I really have a sock on the masham that is mutter. R' Chaim didn't realize what the butcher came to tell him that he doesn't have to work on it anymore. R' Chaim jumped up in joy and joined. He says, "Oh, I figured out they not on the deal." The nothing Gimara that it's has and there's a Shere Pimagadim that says that it's mutter. The exact same thing, but Raphaim Chaim placed the emphasis on the Gemara. It sounds like it's us, and the masham placed the emphasis on the Pimagadim because the Pimagadim is the place Yeah. So this. So that's. It is, sometimes it, it used to be embarrassing for women to go present the shadows to the rabbi, but I don't know women today, are they embarrassed? They go to male doctors, some women, that's good. why to go to male doctors. They don't want to go to a female doctor, they go to male doctors on personal things. They go to a dentist, and the dentist sticks his fingers in their mouth. And they go to male doctors for vibrations, uh, also. They're not embarrassed, so why should, I don't know, why should they be embarrassed on these kind of shows? I don't know. I'm not a woman. I don't know. And I mean, a lot of women will lo- lonely eat you female know, mockery. There are women that what? A mockery to use female doctors for that Uh huh. Okay. Okay. I can understand why a lot of women will be uh, uncomfortable. I don't know. They claim that in our 2 because of the OATSO system that they have there, many more women are asking childless than ever before. I hope it's true. I don't know. And I hope the education that they get there is better than what they have here. Because somehow here, uh, they're, they're, they're making major mistakes. That's what I was told. What about women going to college, joining the workforce? Um, how new of a phenomenon and is, it, is it? And is it good or bad? It's clearly a violation of Tznius. So too, this aspect of Tznius is a little societal, but the society is so corrupt in America. There's so much Gili and there's so many crazy things going on. The woman will go with a marriage band, and the men will still make out with them. They'll still, uh, even married women. will carry on conversation with married women. Someone else is like, there's so much preachers in in the world today, and the college campus, and they're, they're all full of preachers. All the cops came through all full of priests. It's terrible. The secular colleges. It's terrible. Are you wanna send your send your daughter to a to a secular college? Probably shouldn't send your son or your daughter. It's a big suck, on it. How can you it's terrible. <clears throat> one of the rabbis is telling me he was just at a wedding a few weeks ago. So the husband picked that Adam to sign the cube. So the rabbi asked the aid, how do you sign your name? Here's a piece of paper, write your name, how do you so he said his name is whatever. Smurl. Then he goes, what's your father's name? He does know his father's name. So he said, what do you mean you don't know? It? You never get an Aliyah. He goes to Gracie University. He doesn't stop in a shul. He never gets an Aliyah. He forgot his father's name. <laughs> so he texted his father. His father sends him back a text. His name is yitzhak uh, Israel or something like that. So the guy doesn't remember how do you make a tzaddik. He, d- he went to Yeshiva all his life, till the end of high school. Then he went to Glacier College. He doesn't know how to write a tattic. The whole education that we gave is down the drain. They go to university for two, three years. They don't. They don't dab in a the shul. They don't get aliya. They don't know their father's name. There's no Jewish identity. It's terrible. In Europe, even the, even the, the most of the boys in the town did not go to yeshiva after b'mitzvah. That's what happened. Stop. Well, they went to work after Badman, but the whole the whole neighborhood was observant. Everybody was religious. They didn't know all the details of the dining, but they knew you have to keep all the mitzvahs. And here they don't remember how to say their name. They never get an leave. They don't know what that is. They don't remember if that claim lady is terrible. There's no Jewish identity here at all because we live with the goyim. They pick up every every from the goyim. They pick up. It's a big suck on us. And he went to go to a secular town. Terrible. What's the issue is women's hat solo. Some say it's more the, it's sweet and more Thick. it makes women more comfortable. Some say they don't do the job right. They're not strong enough. Where first she was feeling about creating a women's hatsala? I didn't realize why Rob Bunning were opposed, but they gave me some explanation. I already forgot what they told me. They gave me a good explanation why Rob Bunning were opposed to it. Not, that, not I'm not into cause. Because the women are They, not, they, they weren't not strong enough, and they couldn't they couldn't carry, they couldn't pull. It could, could be greater than the fact that they were afraid of. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Look, no, that is a problem. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Is, would it be better to have a follow that men and ladies are involved so in that women respond to women's issues and men respond to men's issues? I would have thought that it is better. But uh, you say that they may not be strong enough to take care of. I don't know. I don't know. I think the taina that the Rabbanim had was that you're going to have women on the Hatzala, so the men and the women are not going to necessarily be married to each other. There's going to be too much this. Uh, they said, I think that was the taina, that people who work on Hatzala become very attached to each other. And a man who is married to his wife is going to become very attached to the woman who is married to someone else. They say that that happens very often, that people on Hatzala are very, uh, very close to I think that's what they were concerned about. A, a last question for the receiver. When you look at old pictures, you, 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 your parents' weddings,
3: you know, the older people, you see that smears then and smears today have,
1: have moved remarkably. You know, short sleeves were much more common, necklines weren't like it is today, knee lines aren't as today. So it seems to be ironic. On one hand, societal standards of SNEAS have gotten stricter, right? On the other hand, the, the world has become more tolerant. Are, are, are we getting better than our parents or not? I don't think so. so. I don't think so. I My family, I was born in Pennsylvania, and I was brought up uh, there. And then when we lived in Philadelphia, the local day school was called Beth Jacob. It was co-ed. All we went to the fifth grade. So my parents had to send me to New York that I should continue uh, going to Yishina So I stayed by my grandparents. So my grandmother did you used to learn Santa Maria every summer. I used to make fun of her. I was a miserable grandson. I used to make fun of her Yiddish. She spoke a Galatian Yiddish, and I didn't like the way she cooked the food. I was always complaining about the food. And every couple of weeks, my father had to bring me back to Philadelphia to eat my mother's food, and I would miss uh, school on Friday and on Sunday. But uh, my grandmother was a big Sunday kid. She would always say that. Hey, if any would get numbing, she would say G-O-D. She wouldn't say Gimel Aleph She would always say Van Haley She was always with Yerusha Mayim, and Fumkaiq. She didn't know the Dinim, but she, she, I remember I used to make fun of her, so she said, anything that I think I know, she knows it from the ten of whatever. It could be that it's correct, but she was a holy, she was a holy tzaddikis. She was a, even though she didn't observe as much as today. Today, the women know much more. My grandmother didn't know, but she was a Tzadakis. She had Yerusha Mayim. My grandfather also, he was our holy, He knew Kitsu Sufanar, but uh, he didn't know more. I don't think he knew. Maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he did know more. But uh, he was he was a Yerushan mind that had the el They really had Yerushan mind. Today, we're all sophisticated and we have Chumah, this Chumah, that Chumah, but we're lacking so much in and mind. And if all of the Chummas that we have are just a game. Like Chumers, what are you making Chumers? We're lacking Yerushalayim. The Chumers don't really reflect a closeness to Hakadosh Baruch That is, it is a problem with all the sophistication that we have. The sophistication takes away from our Yerusha'aim. Yeah, yeah, it is a problem. Sure. Yeah. From old, they
3: used to have. You would, you would see the machetes were not like they are today. The dresses are not like they are today. But you're saying, so sure.
1: it's become more. It's become. More about ritual and rite, rather than Yerushalayim. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, the just were not so high, and it was frenzy, but there was more yeah, so A great Yerushalayim for us, first. Time. Very good. Be well. Everyone should be well. Okay. Cool. Bye-bye. Joining us from Eretz
3: Yisrael, is Rebbitzin Chana Henken. She's the dean of Nishnas, which uh, is a center of education for women. She's uh, she was the wife of, of Rebbe Huda Herzl Henkin, the the the, the rochelus utshuvas grandson of of Agurion the great paisik from America. Welcome, Rebbitzin Henkin.
2: Thank you so much.
3: Um, so Rabbiton, tell us about what is the Yoets rubber uh, Rab- uh Rab-
2: What's a Yoetset Habak? Ha? Um kay. Okay. I I will I will tell you because that it's, it's something which was born out of necessity. A Yoetet Halacha is someone who has trained at Nishmat. We're the only place in the world that is graduating yoetzet Halacha. We have a program that operates in the United States, but it's also us. A yoetzet Halacha is a woman who qualifies for a very intensive learning program in the area of Tarat HaMishpacha, extremely intensive over the course of two years and graduates the program as a, you know, halacha, a woman who is qualified to address questions of other of other women. We have three criteria for acceptance to the program. The first is, Reishi Chachma Hashem. You have to wish to do the program because you feel a an affinity for the area of Haran and You wish to help other women observe. And you're also a learned woman who's capable of handling the syllabus, which in the area of Hilchotita is identical to the curriculum of what's studied in Kolalim in Israel. With one additional element, which is over the course of two years, you also have studies in women's health. Uh, medical studies, gynecology, fertility, pregnancy, and birth, um, um, and a string of medical topics which interact with, interface with Tahrad and Over the course of those two years, every time you finish a Siman in the Shulchan Aruch, or if it's very long, you, uh, a half, each half you have a written uh a written test and then at the end of two years you have orals in front of four postings. One of our first graduates is a physician. She was an assistant professor at a medical school um, in the United States before she made Aliyah and she said her medical boards were a piece of cake by comparison. It's a very rigorous it's a very rigorous program
3: right do they, do they learn the sexta' needs of the women
2: And um, they learn suky there you learn here here's the way it works. you learn the relevant gemara to the um to the you go through every seaman in the baked yose in, in excuse me in the tour with the Beit Yosei, uh, the Bach, the Dara'kei Moshe, you then go through the entire Siman and Shulchan Aruch, tags. You go through, prior to that, the Rishonim and the Subhya that you've learned. You don't and learn uh, Gemara Nida from cover to cover. You learn the Subhya, which is going to be relevant the Shulchan Aruch and then uh, you go through the Rishonim and after the Shulchan Aruch you'll go through a basic achronim, um, as well as post-chem of our times. In other words, you'll be learning s- select votes from um, Igro Moshe, Sitzel et Yedav, etc., etc. It is intensive for the women who go through the program. It's the toughest thing that they've done. I had started saying we have three criteria. The first one is Yirat Shammai. You need to be doing the program for the right reason and not because you have any ulterior motive. The second thing is you need to be able to handle the curriculum. It's a tough, tough curriculum. And number three, we always look for what I call a glint in the eye. What I mean is someone who smiles easily, who cares about people, who cares profoundly about people, and is going to view herself afterwards as a um, shaliyah to strengthen observance and to make women's lives easier.
3: So, Rebison, okay. how do you see this as, you know, how is this different than a woman rabbi? I mean, they basically... Oh, you
2: know, give me a gray, Give me a gray. It's totally different. There's no comparison whatsoever. First of all, I watched my words very carefully. And you may have seen, you may have I picked up the nuance when I said um, she's an address. For questions of other women. I didn't say she's a posse. I said she's an address for questions of other women. She'll understand the question in the way someone without training won't understand it. But when it comes to psat there's consultation with postking How is this different from a woman rabbi? This isn't a, a rabbinic Position, synagogue uh, position, this is women helping women, uh, would you believe we have gotten more than 350,000 questions via our um, telephone hotline and our websites, which are in four languages, and also women in communities. It's, it's an amazing phenomenon, and it's there to strengthen Taran HaMishpachah, it's not there to replace rabbis, I say this all the time, do you really think that these questions would have been asked of a rabbi? I spent decades of my life trying to get women, like every Madison, trying to to get women to ask questions, and you know what, rabbi, I'm sorry, not rabbis, I've seen complaints from all kinds of communities that women are not asking questions of Rabbanim. And the reason is very obvious. It feels very uncomfortable. How many women have I bumped into who said I would rather add on a day or two days, then ask a the shayla. And on the other hand, you have people who are make you when they shouldn't be make you. And this is in service of women and in service of Tairan Mishpacha. That's all the difference. That's all the difference. It's a huge, huge difference. It has nothing agree, agree. to, agree. to agree. do with her um, status. So, so, so.
3: So and the women you say are not pop the shilas, they're basically understanding the shilos and then discussing them with pie
2: Well, most of the questions don't require psack. You know you know what psack is? Psalk is not that um, I know something or you know something that someone else doesn't know. Psack is Issue extrapolating from one place and applying to another place. It's called the Damos Millsa It's 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 issuing an original ruling. It it's not called Zach, if you know something, many—I would say the majority of the questions. I would even go so far as saying about 85% of the questions are not questions requiring facts. are questions which the woman who's asking I just,
3: the I'm a, doesn't, a, doesn't just, know
2: the answer. Just
3: don't know the Marimakaynis. Doesn't know the Marimakaynis. No, she doesn't
2: know the
3: answer. I, I understand, but but I Have a general question for you, being that you, you, just obviously you're passionate about empowering women. How do you understand the Shulchan Aruch says seemingly because of the din of K'fuzabath Melech that women should not be working. They should be staying like the Rambam says, staying home, right?
2: Uh, And uh, and the, the, the Rambam certainly says that. But if you look at what women were doing uh, in the Middle Ages, look at Ashkenaz. Don't right. look at Egypt. Look at Ashkenaz. You see women who were in involved in trade. It was very typical because the husband, who was if he was a merchant, traveled beyond the uh, uh, the place he was living in. To stairs, far away, it took a long time, and the woman was the one who did the actual selling, so this is if you don't find this in in the um Ashkenazi communities, you don't find this in the class of toast folks, I'm aware of what the Ram rabbi so, says.
3: rabbitson i'll i'll uh, read i'll read rhema, the Ramah the rhema in Ayn Gimel Alef and Ebenezer, right based on this Rambam. He says, Isha Lothargil Atma Latte <laughs> Tarde Shanyo Fila Isha El Aleshev Beta It's sit in the corners of her
2: house. and The referring, the is referring to purposeless going out, and the Rambam also is referring to purposeless going out. That uh, the Rambam is talking about it's not appropriate for a woman to, uh, you know, to wander around purpose.
5: I'll read,
3: the, I'll read the language of the Rambam. Genaihu laisha shetia yotzah tamed pam bechutz pam berachovos viyesh labalim noa ishtom izet haloyanichen alafe elam kemo pam echad bechodesh o kemo pamayim bechodesh l'fi hatzorach. It does it zorach two times a month. Never,
2: never the rule within the Ashkenazi. I'm,
3: I'm continue and then he continues. Shein yofi laisha elaleisha b'zavis pesa shekin and my question to you is: Is this halacha does not seem is not accepted, even though the Ramah brings it, has not been accepted by the world today? It's like, and if the Rambam was an Ashkenaz and I'm curious: Is is it, is it? How would you like? You know, I'm struggling with that. Why? Why would that be?
2: In within the Muslim community where the Rambam was living. It indeed was not. It was not done that a woman went about by herself. Uh, my husband writes about this in his chuvo If you want to look, I think you can find it in volume one of the Ne'ibanim, which is actually being reprinted. It's been out, off. Um, it, it's it's been out of print. For a while, and there's a new edition which is um, annotated, which is that yet Hashem going to appear on Sunday, and it will be available at Isaac Mizrachi Bookstore in the United States, as yet Hashem in about a month's time. Um, my husband deals with this at um, um, at considerable length. The the um, Rambam not simply describes the reality where women did not go out. But Rambam describes how a husband is obligated in a place where a woman wears a chador and covers her entire body, he's obligated to give his wife such because that's the way women uh, conduct themselves. This is a very different reality than existed in Ashkenaz and that was never accepted within Ashkenaz where women were very active. Uh
3: and by the way, Rabbit said I think in, in in countries like Saudi Arabia for a woman to leave the house she still has to have a uh, a male... A male. Um,
2: she needs to have a male chaperone go together. With.
3: Chaperone. So it's. But w- what I found interesting is that the, is that the Ramah brings it Mahaloha in Ashkenaz. That's what I... And what I found even stranger is that nobody adheres to it. Even in the most religious and b'nai brak, nobody adheres to it. So Do you get a lot of
2: calls from America, too, for this? Oh, we get a tremendous amount of calls from, from all over. From all over. I mean, I just want to make the point that when a woman talks to another woman, in addition to the fact that the the woman who's listening to her feels a sense of sympathy, she's experienced the same thing. The woman caller very often opens up. The conversation is longer because, frankly, when a woman goes to a rab- She's aware that he's a very busy she doesn't want to take his time. Um, And it's also uncomfortable to speak about intimate things. Yeah, I want to tell you something very interesting. We had a virtual conference a couple of months ago. It was attended by around 4,000 people. After, uh, it's a virtual uh, conference, around 4,000 women attended. It was very interesting to the communities that they came from. We saw that there were a lot of women, women who had a Yo'esher HaLachai in their communities, they weren't attending the virtual conference, but um, the women who didn't, we saw there were women from Lakewood, from Muncie, from Baltimore, from Brooklyn who attended, as well as from elsewhere. This was in the English language, as as well as elsewhere in the United States. So, this is Baruch Hashem reaching across a tremendous lot of the community. And I think one of the biggest things that the OSO bring is that they have training in medicine, not in order to become a doctor, but in order to understand what the woman is experiencing. And I just can't tell you how many times women have called me to thank me and have Said things like You're "Your ESF saves my marriage," You're "Your ESF saves my life," or what's very sad is the woman who came and said, "Thank you so much for what you've done for my daughter. Where were you when I needed you?" And you say to yourself. The mother has some of the. Uh, the daughter has some of the same problems that the mother had but thank god the daughter has an address. the mother didn't um the medical side of this is of tremendous tremendous
3: importance it's been wonderful having you on thank you so much